You are listening to Black Mental Health and Race. In the podcast, but um, Black women, speaking of Black women, um, uterine cancer is on the rise, according to a New York Times article, July 28th, 2022. And the reason that uterine cancer is such a topic to reach the one of the biggest newspapers circulated in the United States, New York Times, is because it's on the rise because black women are now the most subjected to um, or susceptible to getting uterine cancer. Your thoughts, Dr. Moore? Um, so why are you saying that and where, where does that come from? <laughs> New York Times article um, says uterine cancer is on the rise, especially amongst black women. They are now rated the highest mortality rate for uterine cancer. So I think as, as a whole, if we are going to um, protect black women, as a whole, um, I know some some may not even agree with us being able to protect black women, but eventually we if we are to be civilized black men, um, we may want to at least start a conversation about um, um, why this is occurring um but uh, um but, um brother Douglas and Dr Wayne yes sir. Dr. Wayne. Yep, I'm here. Can I pose a question to both of your brothers? Can we... Can we... You talk about back uterus. Can we have a conversation on Roe versus Wade? You can have a conversation. We can do both. But let me... Let me just respond. Not today, but but next week. Uh, we, no, we, we can do it right now. Let them yeah, we, 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 yeah, we we yeah we we could do both. Honestly, um, great, 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 great. Now, so now, um, and, um let him finish uh, the statement, brother James. No, no, let let me let me let me say my first because you. You 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 mean but you can't it. you can't you can't interrupt a person when they're talking. Uh, but but but, but like we don't want to we don't want to interrupt you yeah. when you're talking. But, so but the, just I, out of courtesy, just out of courtesy, let him finish his statement. But, 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 Douglas, you don't have to wait till next week to have the conversation. Let no. him finish his statement. You don't even know what he's gonna say. Doctor Wayne, you hear me, right? I can. Now, uh, I was saying was since since we want to conversation about uteruses, that's why I, I brought up that topic. He acknowledged your statement, and he's going to respond if you let him, brother. Brother Douglas, help me yourself for man. Me and Doctor Wayne got this. That's what. That's why I'm been drinking, uh, brother James. <laughs> <laughs> you wouldn't have to be high, right? <laughs> 
I tell you, this got to be a comedy doctor moment. <laughs> I don't think he heard a word either one of us said. Oh my god! <laughs> but this is the the the, the things that we have to address, um, not only as individuals, but can you ask Doctor Wayne? Did he hear what I said? I'm trying to combine this. He heard you, but you won't give him a chance to respond. That's you, what you're not getting. No, 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 brother. Brother Douglas, you won't give him a chance to respond. He was no, bro. I, bro, brother James, I, I emphatically did hear you, bro. I, I heard you. Brother, you, you, I, you, I, you, you talked about Roe versus Wade, and I said, absolutely. I said, but let's let's address the first question from brother Douglas, and then we can get into Roe versus Wade. That's what I was going about. That. That's what I was going at. This tell Brother Douglas I was right because that, that that's what's going on. I, I connected the two for a reason. I, I think what, what happens, Brother James, is you want to be right rather than having no, a conversation. No, no, no. And, it was a and that is, is the only fault I see in anything that you say because when we try to open this um podcast up to other individuals, there is no right or wrong answer. There is just a conversation, exchanging ideas. But if you don't allow a person to speak, then there is no exchange of ideas or exchange of conversation. Dr. Wayne, can you express the same sentiments that I told you a minute ago? Yeah, so again, Brother, Brother James, um, I, I I was saying that I, I emphatically did hear what you said about Roe versus Wade and, and wanted to talk about that subject. And I said we will absolutely we can absolutely do both tonight. But then, but let's just address Brother Douglas's question about uterus cancer um, first because he brought that that topic up first. So um, so that I mean because we just spent like the last five ten minutes. Uh, Discussing the same thing about who said what first. So let's just so let me just go here with Brother Douglas in terms of uterine, uterus cancer and protecting Black women. Um, I want to be very careful about um, uh, protecting Black women and talking about uterus cancer. Um, I know absolutely nothing about uterus cancer, right? Um, and I want to be very careful. I want to be very humble. Uh, and talking about subjects that I don't know anything about, uh, particularly as it relates to Black women. I think that is a very serious, a very sensitive topic. Um, and I don't know what we could do realistically in terms of Black men and women and their uterus. Um, I think that is a subject that needs to be, uh, we would probably need a, a Black woman um, to probably pioneer uh, that conversation, spearhead that conversation. But I think that we, I think that we might lose any any woman, any black woman that might potentially be listening if we try to talk um, in an intelligent way or in any manner about uh, the black woman's uterus or black uh, uh, uterus cancer. Um, I think we would be doing ourselves a disservice and think that we're honoring them when actually we'll probably be losing them in talking about uterus cancer. Indeed. Brother James. That's why I try to... Your phone is muffled. 
we can hear you, but it's it's like muffled. Can you move away from your mic? Yeah, I forgot to explain my exact sentiments. Well, you probably put us on speakerphone, and that's why it sounds like that. Can you hear me now? Yeah, we can hear you, but it sounds sounds like you're talking through a pillow. That's what I said. That's what I said. Tell him to put his mouth put put put, put your mouth mouth to the microphone. Yes, yeah, something you did, brother James, changed your audio. Um, it, your your audio is going out, brother. We can't how, hear you. How can we? How can we uh, define? Um, but uh, let me say this, brother James. You did bring up uh, uh excellent um, segue into talking about um, Roe versus Wade because it is actually talking about um, uterine cancer is the um, about women having hysterectomies. That's where they have to remove your ovaries. And because um, more young black women are having that hysterectomy procedure done is where they see in a spike in the relation to um, getting cancer because of those medical procedures. According to Dr. Clark, who's an epidemiologist at the National Cancer Institute, who um, was quoted in the New York Times article, um, I don't think that we are equipped as laypersons to talk about it from a medical standpoint, but um, it it is not um, something that is um, a farce or non-existent or untrue just because it can't be fact-checked. What we do know is that um, if we are to be a help to black women. We don't have to be medical scientists or even social scientists to help them. We have to just, as Tupac said, not to quote Tupac, but I'm, let me have the liberty of quoting Tupac. We have to show them that we understand that any subject that um, involves them should be a subject that we bring up, which is a good point that you bring up, Brother James, about Roe versus Wade. Um, Dr. Moore? um, Brother James, we keep telling you your mic. There's something wrong with your mic. I don't know what you did, but your audio is messed up. When you hear the recording later on... I know you can hear us. We cannot hear you properly. Something is wrong. It sounds like you're talking through a tin can. So I'm either going to have to mute your mic because I don't know if you can fix that. But it just happened within the last five minutes. Everything was fine up until the last five minutes. 
see if you can fix it without interrupting the, the uh, show. And uh, let, me, let me kick it back to Dr. Moore and um, see if he had a response. Okay, I'm I'm here. So what what am I what am I responding to? Um the fact that um we not we may not be able to um have help black women or, or have that conversation, but we can show that we understand by addressing issues like uterine cancer and um Roe versus Wade for black women. What does it mean? It's like there was a um, a sister in Louisiana who's contemplating suing the state of Louisiana for not allowing her to have an abortion. This was just on the news tonight. I just saw. Um, where do we as black men fit into the um, politics of it, not the medical side of it? Because we're not, as you suggested, um, equipped to to talk about it from a medical it's still messed up James we, we're not equipped to talk about it from a medical standpoint but um, to ignore it I think would be just as much as a disservice well I, 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 I think that I hear the good intention that you have um, yes, but sir. I want you to be very I want you to Captain Saberhoe yeah <laughs> But I just I just want you to be very careful about your good intention, right? Yes, um, because I, I I think that you're in a good place of where you're trying to go, but I want you to be very careful of overstepping your boundaries. Yes, sir. Right, and and that you know when you say things like we understand, that already begins to become insultive or insensitive because you don't understand. And neither and neither do I, because I'm not a woman, right? Now, what we can do is we can try to empathize, but if we're having a conversation, a true conversation with them, and we're telling them that we understand, you know, then that's very problematic. In fact, it speaks volumes to the piece I sent you um, with James Baldwin and Nikki Giovanni, and them having a conversation another about subject. black. What? I'm sorry. Yes, sir. Which is another conversation that I wanted to have before we go off air. But go ahead. Which is which was a very powerful conversation with Nikki Giovanni and James Baldwin, uh, just in terms of black black relationships. And so I want to be careful in making sure that we stay in our place um, as it relates to trying to elevate and support black women. And I think in trying to elevate and support them, part of that is knowing our place, right? And in us yeah. knowing our place knowing what we can speak on and what we can't, right? Because we're not, we're not winning. So I'm not going to sit here and try to speak intelligently about what Black women might be going through in terms of their suffrage, because I don't know that. And I can't say, uh, what I can do is say that I can, I can empathize and I can support them in the way that they need me to support them. But I, I'm not going to sit here and talk about uh, uterus cancer uh, with a bunch of men about um, black women's uterus. That, I know, is self-destructive. And not beneficial mm -hmm. to them at all. Well, the lyrics say that uh, we could try to understand. I don't think it's 
suggested that we understand, which is a whole different subject, um, that would imply that we know what they're going through. And um, I but think that's we, what you're trying to warn yeah. me about, and I do yeah. agree with you. Yeah, and, and without having a woman on, you know, to, to, to really elaborate and really, you know, give her input, I think that we would we would really be doing them a disservice and talking about um, that part of their body, um, indeed, in an intelligent um, manner. Um, so, can we address the Roe v. Wade and just um, as we um, end the podcast, let's talk about Nikki Giovanni and um, the conversation between Nikki Giovanni and James Baldwin. Sure, I think we can tie it all together. Sure. Um, did you get a chance to actually watch um, the whole? Uh... I watched the whole thing. Yes, sir. Okay, great. Uh, I, part so, one and part two. Okay, great. So, what I'll say about um, Roe versus Wade, um, I think it again speaks to what I was initially talking about. I think it's very problematic when Supreme Court justice or old white men um, take the liberties of telling what telling women, not black women, but women, period, what they can do with their bodies. I think that um, as much as they think that they are in tune or as much as they think that they are um, being supportive or non-supportive or being pro-women, I think that they're doing the exact opposite um, in um, overturning Roe versus Wade. I don't... I think when it comes to women and their body, men should step out of the conversation. I don't think that's a conversation for men. And I think that, you know, in cases like that uh, of abortion, I, I think we do, um, men have done women a very grave disservice in telling them what they can do with their bodies. In fact, um, I think, um, a part of a large part of my life, I spent really resenting God um, and my mom um, and whoever my dad is uh, for bringing me into this world because um, I, I really had a very challenging childhood and I did not understand for the life of me. Um, wow you know, God would permit me to be born in such challenging situations. Um, and while I feel like um, it, in, in as much as I have survived, I feel like I died of many fights. Hmm. And Indeed, so I, I think if people look at my end result, that's one thing. And I think that's the mistake that many people make is they always look at where you are right now. And they never are looking at the process to get you where you are. And most people that mm. come from where I come from don't don't end up where I am. Mm. So in yes, many sir. cases, I see myself as the exception, not the rule. And I don't think it's fair for as many people to fail coming from what I come from. You know, for only one or two of us to make it. I don't think that's fair. Indeed. 
which is why I think that these conversations have to be had, have to become necessary. They may not necessarily be important to us now, but um, we, we are still addressing individual issues, but um, to suggest that um, the conversation should not be had is something that we need to find balance. And um, you're right, there, there is um, a notion that, that men have caused the problem. But if we have caused the problem, then we should be open to men who see that or our ignorance has caused the problem, not not us as individuals, but just our ignorance in the way we treat women has led to a lot of social issues for women that um, we should be allowed to undertake undoing those social ills by having conversations like this. And hopefully we find the balance as we do with um, finding the balance of allowing a person to drive or allowing a person to be themselves, whoever they are, without us intervening. Yet, also keeping a balance of society and civil order, maintaining civil order. I think that that is um, on men and women to participate in that. Um, one of the ways that you have suggested that we do that is through voting and um, having conversations like this will energize people to have a reason to vote. Absolutely. Indeed. Um, in terms of um, Roe v. Wade and this uh, uterine uh, cancer, the uterine cancer is just an article by One Cancer Research Institute. Um, you can look at the article you, yourself if you are interested in the article. It does not say or not say uh, this is a cause of cancer just one suggestion out in the universe and to ignore it may be just as problematic as um, saying that um, it's none of our business um, hopefully we can find the right balance and not only this but all conversations that we do have as you can see Dr. Moore it can be quite a struggle <laughs> having a conversation with people who are not coming from the same perspective but it is the necessary conversation that we need to have um, before we go yeah, we, like we, just want, we, we just want to make sure that we're, when we have a conversation like that that we are not having that conversation because 
it's a conversation that we feel like we need because now it becomes subjective. It's about us and not them. So we can't respectfully have a conversation like that without a black woman being present. So if your niece, I think it's your niece or your cousin, if she came on, then it, it, it would add more value or credence to the conversation than us having a conversation like that, um, something as serious without having a woman's input. Um, I don't think it's fair um, for us. Well, again, while I understand the good intention, um, I think it would be disingenuous to have a conversation that serious uh, about such a serious topic with Black women or women without having a woman's input. Yes, sir. Um, let's talk about um, our last subject for tonight, whether these subjects are necessary. Um, we wanted to talk about a um, piece that um, Dr. Moore and I both um, watched. Um, it was a conversation between Nikki Giovanni. I think she was with the Panthers or uh, I'm, I'm absolutely certain that she was a black activist and so was um, James Baldwin who she had the conversation with to an extent. Um, James Baldwin was a famous Ameri black American writer um, but part of his writing was about black activism and our responsibility as black people. If you'd like to introduce the subject, Dr. Moore, on uh, this conversation between Nikki Giovanni and Dr. Baldwin, um, not Dr. Baldwin, James Baldwin, then uh, go right ahead, Dr. Moore. Um, no, so um, anyway, so I, I, I sent you an invitation to watch um, uh, the clip on Nikki Giovanni and James Baldwin talking about black relationships. It was a conversation that took place in 1971. Um, and they were talking about the state of black relationships um, at that time. And I thought what was interesting about the conversation was that they both were um, necessarily poets, but they were both like literaries. Um, they were both like um, black writers. And so it was interesting to hear that conversation coming from two black people that wrote about the black struggle, um, black relationships at that time. Um, while the conversation took place in 1971, the conversation um, I found to be as relevant in 2002 um, as it was in 1971. But not only that, um, I, I thought that what was interesting about it was James Baldwin was actually her peer no, not, he wasn't her peer. He was actually um, not her peer, but he was actually like a generation before her. So he was like right. her father's generation and she was like the understudy of him, um, but from a female perspective. And it was interesting hearing them talk about the struggle of black relationships um, uh, during that time and what had changed and what had not changed. And I was very taken with Nikki Giovanni and her perspective about that um, and in her unwavering perspective about um, 
where she was as a black woman and what she was willing to accept at this point in her life um, mm. as opposed to James Baldwin unwavering position in where he had been in terms of black male female relationships. So um, that's my introduction. Um, you can go from there. Um, one of the things that I, I found interesting and certainly um, promising was the fact that even though um, he had a different perspective than um, the older generation of James Baldwin, the, they conducted themselves very um, diplomatically in having the conversation. It's not going to be an easy conversation, male-female conversation, but it is one that is necessary to have, or we will be discussing this again in 302022. Come back if we don't have these conversations now. Can find a way to have yeah, now we can hear you properly, James. Um, if we're not able to have these conversations now, a hundred years from now, we'll still be at the starting gate instead of some type of progressive movement towards working together. Um, anything else you wanted to mention, Dr. Moore, about the conversation between Nikki Giovanni and um, James Baldwin? Yeah, well, I definitely don't want to trivialize the conversation. I thought it was a very powerful conversation. Um, but one of the things that... Um, uh, they started off talking about how he ended up in Paris, right? And mm. he was saying that at, at the time he ended up um, going to Paris um, was because how how he couldn't be perceived or respected as a black writer, you know, in America mm. at the time. So he had to leave America because there was no space for or no such thing as a black writer during that time in America. Mm. Right, and so that's how he ended up over there. But that conversation started to grow. Hold on. Into um, what it was to be a black man. Then, if you couldn't, if you couldn't be a black author, if you couldn't be a black writer, then you know how could you be a black man? Right, and, and the struggles of being a black man, you know, in America at that time. And so, um, which added to him fleeing, you know, the country. Um, but not only to, to be a black writer, but to find his identity because America wouldn't allow black men to have an identity during that time, right? And so in him um, struggling to not have an identity or to find an identity, then what did that look like in terms of a black relationship with a male and female and how weird that looked for a black man and a black woman to realistically be in a relationship. Like it was almost comical. It was almost a joke. Right. Mm -hmm. And that was, and he, he was standing very strong on his perspective uh, as related to that. Right. But, um, and he kept talking about the complex, the complexities, um, 
of being a black man and being in a relationship with a black woman during that time. Brother, and, um, he talked about him being a black gay man at that time. No, Brother James, before we even get there, that's, that's not the conversation at all. I don't even know if you watched it. I don't even know if you watched the video, but if you, but I, I, have not, you, you have not I, I, watched the video if, you, if you're talking about I, him being gay. I, I, have. I have. Okay, so there's, no, there's nothing about that video that talks about him being gay. So before you jump in and say that, let me finish my point. Okay, so again, there, there, there's nothing in that two-hour video that talks about him being gay at all. He's actually just talking about black male-female relationships. So he, he then goes on to say, to start to elaborate about um, who his dad was and understanding who his dad was and them having, his dad having nine children, right? Him being the eldest of the nine children, right? And how um, challenging it was for his dad um, because his dad was always seen angry. Right, and he did not understand his dad's anger at the time because he was a young person. But his dad was all always seen to be angry, and he did not like his dad, did not understand his dad. And so Nick, Nikki Giovanni talks about something similar with her dad, right, um, and not understanding who he was as a as a black man. And so the conversation continues to build in terms of them talking about the relationship between black men and black. Uh, black women and so um, James Baldwin um, continued to uh, articulate how difficult it was for a black man to um, be in a relationship uh, right be himself and be in a relationship because he didn't know himself and and not only did he not know himself but he wasn't allowed to be himself right mm -hmm. and so but Nick Nikki G Giovanni st stood very strong in her position right and and right. she was saying look I'm that's unacceptable for me and not only is it unacceptable right. for me but I have a I speaking for black women we have allowed you you guys you men to run the show that way for this long and we mm -hmm. realize that this doesn't work. And so she was saying no. So she was saying no, no. This doesn't. This this is no longer acceptable. We're no we're uh, we're no longer gonna accept this this way. You know, I'm not gonna accept right. this this way. She 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 was like, no. We have to do this. We have to do this differently. Um, right. And so she was saying, you know, so you know what? If you fake it at work with 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 the master, the master doesn't know that you doesn't that, 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 that you don't like him. Yeah, she and it was powerful, right? She was saying that the master doesn't know that you hate him, but I come home mm. and it's very evident to me that you hate me. Mm. And so that she was saying, that, right? And, and, and so she 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 was saying, and and he was he was all of James Hold up. And so what was powerful about it was he was saying, well, I can't lie to you, and she was like, no, but you can, and and you must you must lie to me. You know. Right you, you 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 lie to him, lie so to you me. must lie. You 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 got it. You must lie to me too, and it's and it's totally acceptable. And 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 his conflict, his battle was, wow. But if I love you, I can't lie to you. And she was saying, no, but you must. You but must. You lie. must. You must lie to me. You know, you must fake it with me because you fake it with him, and he thinks you love him. 
you know. Right. So if you give him eight hours, can you give get, can can you give me eight hours for the sake of but for the sake of our family? Mm-hmm. And I that and, and that that was that powerful. That was powerful. Powerful. In terms of um, the relation between black men and black women, the conversation now in 2022 is so disrespectful in, in the back and forth when we talk about people like Kevin Samuels and um, that type of ilk where we're, we're so quick to put black women down and we can make a profit off it. We can actually become rich off of that type of division and divisiveness and the way that we respond to black women having owed them so much in terms of uh, not as James Baldwin um, critically put it we weren't allowed to be ourselves we weren't allowed to protect them during slavery and during um, post-slavery the reconstruction era and even up until the day, we weren't allowed to protect them. We had to pretend like we didn't want to protect them. But now that we are somewhat empowered, it should be our conversation to find a way, even if we have to lie, to have better relationships with black women. But the opposite seems to be true that we can become profitable off of um, putting black women down. Brother James, me? your comment. Yes, sir. Um, brothers, I've read the documentary. I've seen it. I've read the books. And um, doing a conversation, that was was the most recent one that um you, you brought up. As, as it was talking, do y'all remember that they were talking about they both were she was a lesbian, he was gay. They what? found she was a lesbian. Hello but that doesn't negate no 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 conversation about black women getting along. I'm not saying that. But, 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 no, no, no. That, that, so that, that, why do you bring up that point? Because, because, because that was the point. Because if that wasn't the conversation, and why with, do you bring that point up? With, 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 within that conversation that 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 they had, he said, "If I was married to you, he pointed. He 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 posed a question. That's that's what that 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 is when." She said, yes, lie to me. That was a point of her saying, lie to me. Yes, yes, you are a man. He's gay. She's lesbian. That's why he posed it that way. And that's why he, that's why he answered that question. She said, yes, lie to me for a reason. And her reason was she, she, she wasn't meant to be honest. That's what I caught from, from that conversation. I've I seen the conversation before. It's been years ago. 
Hey, you tell you me. You listen to that conversation. You listen to that conversation. No, 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 no. That's what you got from it. What, but, what, what, what but, time? Um, Dr. Moore, this is what I was saying about people listening to things from different perspectives. No, 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 no. Like no, Brother no, James no. just sent me a... Um, hold on, Brother James. Brother James just sent me a I'm conversation. But, but, Brother uh, James, uh, don't uh, interrupt uh, people. We let you speak. I didn't speak for like. Don't five, take over. Five, don't take over the show. I was this quiet. Show I, was, I was quiet for half. By two co-hosts. By two co-hosts. Not a show about James. Okay. So you just can't Brother, speak every I time that you feel. That you've been uh, um, uh, wrong in some way. Let the conversation flow. Don't interrupt me or I'll cut you off, brother. You understand how this works? I'm trying to respond to Doctor Moore. If you want your own show where you don't be interrupted, then you, you know start what? your own podcast. I'm you do don't that. come on somebody else's show and then take over. I'm trying to respond. People to are not going to allow you to do that. That's like me coming into your living room and saying, from now on, I'll speak when I want in your living room. Uh, I'm trying to respond to Dr. Moore's comment and yours. You're not responding if I you're interrupting. Responding. I'm responding. If you're interrupting you're what, what he's saying and you're interrupting what I'm saying, you're coming into our living room telling us how to live. You are not letting me explain And myself. you know that ain't right. That ain't civilized. You are not letting in me... order to have a civilized conversation, you cannot interrupt. Do you understand you, that? You as host, you cannot host. interrupt. Do you understand you, that? Do I'm gonna ask host. you one more? Do you understand it? Brother. Can, can, can you hear me? I'm gonna mute mute your mic because you don't understand. No, what no, I just no, said. no. You were on. Okay, Doctor Moore. <laughs> I apologize, um, but these are the type of conversation that we need to have because our people are very combat, combative, non-trusting, and at odds with each other. But the brother, uh, brother James did make a good point because he sent me a conversation by Minister Farrakhan on Donahue. The one thing that um, Minister Farrakhan said to the audience, because the audience was just like brother James is being to us right now. They had their own perspective and did not want to see or hear anything that Minister Farrakhan, who was the, the guest host of this show, they didn't want to hear anything he had to say. The white people just wanted to talk and over-talk him. I, I think Brother James' video that he sent me was on point, but he's not getting the point of what he sent me. But what Minister Farrakhan said, Dr. Moore, was here are all of these people in the audience not wanting to hear my perspective and us not hearing their perspective. Well, we, too, are guilty of not hearing their perspective 
So then what we have to do then is separate because we're not going to hear each other's point of view. So let's separate. I think that's the biggest solution and that is the point of tonight's broadcast and the introduction to season two of Black Mental Health and Race, that we find a way to find the conversation between Black men and Black women, between Black men and Black men, and between Black OGs and Black young Gs. I think um, at the beginning of this uh, podcast, I mentioned my confrontational um, event with younger black men trying to be intimidating and we weren't intimidated and how that could have led to something very volatile and very um, dangerous in terms of an outcome. If the mature person didn't um, back away or separate from the situation. Um, Brother James, you have good points, but you're not mature in your ability to allow other people to speak. You want to speak, but you don't want to allow other people to speak. And then you're going to tell those people that you have the right to speak. It's just like my aunt tells me all the time, I have the right to drive. But if you're not driving responsibility, responsibly, then you lose that right, or you lose the right to have me as an audience to listen to you. Don't be disrespectful and expect me to give you audience. I can hear you. And Dr. Moore can hear you. Now you just muted yourself. See? You muted yourself. I can't hear you now. You'll figure it out. You muted yourself. Look at your mic in the lower left-hand corner. Now that you have the opportunity to talk, we can't hear you because you muted yourself. Look in the lower left-hand corner. Stop being ignorant. Look in the lower left-hand corner and unmute your mic. You muted your mic. And you're still talking instead of listening to what I just told you. Goodbye. Um, um, Dr. Moore? Yep. Um, We had a good conversation tonight. (laughs) It gets a little unruly, but do you think these conversations are necessary? That's, That's my last question to you before we depart. I don't think they're necessary um, when they happen in this way. I don't. I don't think that. Yeah, I don't think they're effective at all. In fact, I think they're very counterproductive. Um, and it speaks volumes to um, what we talked about early on. And you use an example being in the park, and I was saying that you know at some point as we mature, we start to understand 
um, where we should go, right? And where we shouldn't go. Because even if, if I go, if, if my intentions is one thing or somebody else's intentions is something else, but I have to be very mindful of that because that speaks to my emotional intelligence, right? And or my lack thereof of emotional intelligence. Because if I'm in a room and I'm having a conversation and the conversation is going to circle or the conversation isn't moving in a productive manner, then it's really not a conversation, right? And the person is really... <laughs> yeah, you know, or the person is trying to bait me into you know, an argument or whatever, or bait me into a fight or, and if that's not my intention, then I, you know, I have to be very careful about um, how much time I want to spend in those environments because that just might be their MO. Their, their MO might be, you know, they may just be argumentative or they might just be debated. You know, um, if a point is trying to be made, then, you know, then that's one thing. But if, you know, I need to be right or I need to be argumentative, that's something different. So, um, I think that's a waste of time. I think that's a waste of conversation. I don't even know if anybody wants to hear that. Right? Um, that's, that's, it's entertaining so, to uh, YouTube. <laughs> Maybe YouTube would have found this in, this this portion of the, the conversation interesting because a lot of people, which is what we dealt with with, with the cold fries incident, people are combative. Even for cold fries, something is trivial. It's cold fries. They will kill you over it. in their triviality. Is triviality a word? Triviality? But, but you, you get the point that I'm making. Right. Something right. so simple as cold <laughs> fries can cause death in 2022 when we're supposed to be a civilized society. Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> there's, nothing, there's nothing civilized about the society, bro. So I, I that's a whole number conversation. But this, you're looking for this society to be civilized, and that's a disappointment. Hmm. Big time. And so we may not have a season two, but uh, we at least started the gambit. Uh, it was something um, one of my um, OGs taught me. Uh, he called it the Smith-Moore Gambit move in chess. And I'm like, what the hell is the Smith-Moore Gambit move? I, I guess it has some something to do with the reality of chess, the chess game. But he taught me that it had nothing to do with chess as a board game but how we conduct ourselves in life. And the opening move that we make may determine how the rest of our life, lives are lived. Yeah, well, I agree um, to a certain degree because your opening move may be a mistake, but because you're a pawn, you can still end up on the back row. And that, that's where the maturity has to set in. If it doesn't, then you lost the game. But you can make an adjustment even after making a, a bad opening in chess. Um, I think that's 
the whole point of Kasparov beating the, the supercomputer more than once. He beat it three times. And this was a computer that had every move within a millisecond of how the whole outcome of the board would be. Being able to predict the probability of Kasparov's moves and Kasparov still beat the computer. That is impressive, but that would take us having the maturity of patience, which is what I tried to exercise when I saw the rambunctious young boys. I didn't mention it to anybody, but I became vigilant of my surroundings and aware of my surroundings. I didn't even want to drink anymore. I just wanted to watch and not speak because had I spoken, I may have caused an incident that I couldn't um, get people out of. And I wanted to leave without incident. And that's what occurred. And I'm not saying that my patients did it, but I am saying that I am aware of all of the pieces on the board and how powerful they are and how powerful I want to be. That is the maturity, not being right or wrong, but seeing the necessity of having civil conversation. You have been listening to Black Mental Health and Race. Dr. Moore, I'm going to allow you to take us home once again. Make it plain, brother. <laughs> I, I like when you put me on the spot like that. All the time, <laughs> fight. <laughs> no bro um, so um, I don't necessarily know how to take it home or make it plain but um, based on our conversation tonight I think that you want to be careful um, spaces and places of where you um, place your energy what you give your energy to I don't know that tonight I feel like a lot of the conversation um, was in a productive manner and I don't know that in a normal, everyday uh, conversation with me, that that would be a conversation that I wouldn't entertain. Um, mm. Because I think that uh, the intentions on everybody's behalf was different, right? Um, um, I think Brother James had a different intention, whether it was good or whether it was bad, I think it was different from my intention. Um, but he definitely wanted to make his point. Um, and and I don't know that his points were valid or not valid. That's not for me to say. But I think he wanted to make sure that he made his points. Um, and um, he's very um, challenging um, <laughs> to to the points that were uh, just to the conversation that was being uh, had. And I don't know that the conversation that we have are to be challenged, so to speak. I don't know that we're challenging one another to see who's right or wrong. I mean, you just give your perspective, I give mine. We shouldn't. Um, yeah. Well, at least the way that we normally have a conversation is not really a challenge. You challenge me. Um, but it's, okay, let me hear your perspective. I'll give you my perspective. And that's kind of like where we go from that. But it it did, the energy felt very challenged all night about um, everything. Mm -hmm. And I think maybe from his background of being um, a Hebrew Israelite, 
Um, that's how he's a debater. He loves to debate. Yeah, and and um, so, but again, I mean, I, well, anyway, I'm not gonna talk about debate skills, but um, uh, that's just not where I was, and that's you know not where I'm trying to go. I'm not trying to debate. Um, you can have a perspective, that's fine, but at this point, um, once you give your perspective, I can agree or disagree. You can agree or disagree with mine, but um, but that's it. But if you trying to you challenge me anywhere. on, yeah. Okay. But if you trying to challenge me on, um, or, or trying to spin it, I, the whole conversation about Nikki Giovanni and James Baldwin had nothing to do with sexuality in terms of where I was going with the conversation. But to turn it or to invalidate the conversation based on sexuality, I felt was, I, you know, it was a way to completely invalidate the conversation. Um, mm-hmm. Which was. Or the good point know, that, that was made in the conversation that made it it's such a prevalent conversation to start with. The fact yeah. that they were not even um, heterosexual but can still have the conversation of black male and female relationships need to change. That's and if you, the point. And, and if you listen to the conversation, you know, you would know what their right. sexuality were. Right. You know, so, but if you couldn't get past that, then shit. I mean, it speaks volumes to your limitations in life. Hmm. Indeed. You know, because so, if I told you, I don't know. If, if, if I told you I grew up on food stamps and welfare, and you couldn't get past that, then shit, you could never understand <laughs> what my end, what my end journey was like. Right. <laughs> you know, exactly. if you was just going, if you were just going to dis- dismiss me and say, "Well, that nigga grew up in the projects on food stamps and welfare," <laughs> what the hell he got to talk about? <laughs> right. <laughs> Indeed, brother. Um, yeah, I don't know if we're going to live long enough to see 3022, but uh, I believe they, black people will still be having these dichotomous and divisive uh, conversations if we don't change our maturity and our goals towards civilization. Civilization takes patience. It takes listening to other people's perspective. And it takes an open mind. That is what we tried to do here at Black Mental Health and Race. Um, we didn't get into too much psychology tonight, but I think we've given a working example of how psychotherapy should work because if you still have conflict after seeing a therapist and not putting in the work that needed to be done, the, which, would, which uh, should be the purpose of you going to see a therapist, then what's the point? What is the point of this show? If, if we open it up to the public and we get into frivolous arguments with them about things, we could be saying the same thing, but from a different perspective. You have your perspective and I have mine. 
But what I do understand about white people, um, they are just as diverse and just as just as have that um, division amongst themselves. The only difference is they see any attack from the outside, which is why um, they have such a powerful thing called the great replacement theory. And that it works on them is because they see themselves as a collective, no matter how much they don't get along with each other, no matter how much they don't agree with this ideology, this religion, this thing or that thing, they understand one thing, that they can be attacked from the outside, from their ignorance and immaturity to see themselves as a whole. Any last thoughts, Dr. Moore? I lost Dr. Moore. And uh, on that note, I'm going to end tonight's program. Thank you for listening. May Allah bless you. Peace to the universe. And peace to the gods. Oh, my people. I want you to understand and know the